Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt.
keep being best director at five and raising best picture to ten? Yep, agreed. Because how many years has have they been someone winning best director but not winning best picture? Not too many. I can't think, I think of many. It's one or two. I know it's under three. I can't think off off the top of my head, man. I think Alan Lee won for Brokeback Mountain, but didn't win Best Picture. Crash yeah, something like that. Picture. Oh, that was like, oh, good God. Hey, Brokeback Don't remind Mountain was a good movie, but it wasn't the best picture of the year. Well, Brokeback, yeah, I would have been happy if Brokeback Mountain would have won, but Crash... Yeah, seriously. Seriously. But we're going like we got it on here, we're going down best picture on down. The best pictures are Ford versus Ferrari or Le Mans sixty six. Actually I like Le Mans sixty six better as a title of Ford and Ferrari. Nope. Okay. Well, I I should just let everyone know now I have seen, I think, one of the best pictures, and that's all I've seen. Uh, But I can tell by certain, you know, certain things, uh, reactions and that sort of thing. This is sort of a gimme. Uh, You know, we're going to say it's a good picture, but there's no chance this is going to win. Okay. Yeah, but don't you think Le Mans versus 66 is better than Ford versus Ferrari? Again, I haven't seen either. I can't say that. Can't say that. I'm just talking about the title that would attract your eye and get your ass in the seat. Uh, Neither one of them. (laughs) Well, let's add them together. Ford and Ferrari, the Battle of the Man 66. I haven't... uh, That one, I had no interest in. So, sorry, I'm not a car guy. Yeah, but don't you agree that my title would have really been a real... Yes, I been agree. More, yeah, it would have been it better. Did good. That one I'm not saying I did, it I did. didn't. Next is The Irishman. Martin Scorsese made a movie, so we need to nominate it for Best Picture. Unless it's about religion, then fuck him. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, this is one I want to see... You know, but it's not high on my list. I'm not. Uh, I'm much more uh, into his religious movies than his uh, 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 mob movies. However, that being said, I'd watch this, but I haven't seen. I liked it. it. I know it's you did. You liked it. Then. Yeah, but, you liked it. I knew you did. But remember the cross I put on it. <laughs> Okay. I would have fucking hated this movie if I would have seen it in the theaters. That's right. That's because it was so long, right? It was over three hours, wasn't it? Three hours and 42 minutes. Okay, not as long as the movie I saw today, but... I mean, I mean longer than what I saw today, but... Yeah, but well, yeah, that movie had to have like tough. 40 minutes of jacking off on a wheat field getting. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that when we go to my uh, uh, snubs. Okay, we'll talk okay. about that a little bit, okay? 
Next is Jojo Rabbit, which I want to see. I want to see that, too. I definitely want to see Jojo. Next is Joker, which deserves the nod, but will it win? No. Okay. Next is Little Women, which is one of those magic films that directed their sales. It's magic, Carl. Well, you know, uh, this is the big thing. Of course, all of the best directors are men, and one of the best pictures is directed by a woman, and she wasn't nominated, and that would be Greta Gerwig. Uh, yeah, I can, I can understand people happened. being pissed about that. Because if you remember, The Prince of Tides got nominated. Don't say shit about the quality of the film. Got nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Script. And not director. The director did not get nominated. Barbara Streisand did not get nominated. I know. How can you have the Best Actor, you know, possibly the Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, da-da-da-da-da, well, I'll never understand. Next is another Nora Baumbach movie about white people doing white people bitching things, and that's Marriage Stories. Uh, please, that's not Nora. It's Noah. He is not a woman. Okay, just saying. I said Noah, okay? dumbass. I got Tennessee. I heard accent. Nora. Well, yeah, it is your accent. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> But still, this is a white people movie about white people doing white people things. Yep. Agreed. Next is 1917, which is one of the top two I think that's possibly going to win. And then is the winner, which we'll talk about when we get to there. And the wild card, which is Parasite. Which I think it will not win Best Picture, but it will win Best Foreign Film. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen. That's my... Now, Now, out of all those, you're going... If you were to say who's going to win Best Picture out of all of those, what are you going to say? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because it's a great movie. It's Tarantino's best. And if he retired on this, I'd be a happy motherfucker. Um... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit against you in this, and I'm gonna say the Irishman wins. No, not too draggy. Well, well, it's Scorsese. Just trust me on this, okay? Go trust ahead. Me. Now we got directors. Uh, let's see. Casino didn't win. Uh, Goodfellas didn't win. Raging Bull didn't win. If his great films aren't going to win, there's no way in hell his eh, films are going to win. And don't even bring up the Departed. That was his Oops Award. Yeah, I, I understand that was his Oops Award. I get that. And but I think director, they're going to give it to him. Okay, so best director, director really shows you what's going to have a chance of winning Best Picture. Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. The Irishman, Todd Phillips, The Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 
Bong Bong Smoker too. Jun Ho. Jun Ho. Hey, who are you to call him a hoe? What the fuck? <laughs> well, he's a Jun Ho. Well, no, I'm not going to have this kind of disparaging on my show, man. Okay, well, you know what? He does smoke a bog, okay? <laughs> Junho is a type of marijuana. Give me a break. <laughs> Parasites. Which is cool that he got directed, but if Kira Kurosawa can't win Best Director and Best Picture, no way Bong is. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Best Director? Duh. Tarantino. Yeah. Um, again, we'll talk a little bit about why I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's going to win. Okay? But I think it's either going to be Phillips or it's going to be Bong Joon-ho. I think this is where they give it to Phillips. Or they're going to play... Or they're going to give it to 1917 because... Ooh, it's a it's a one shot movie. It's okay, like and there's there's a big you're you're also he's in the running for this absolutely because of that fact. Yes, I agree yeah. with that. But yeah, if anyone hell any of these ones that would win for best director, this is one of those categories. Well, like, uh, I ain't got no problem. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with any of those. None. <laughs> yeah. None. Now, here comes Best Actor. I'm going to put the two shockers first. Uh, Antonio Banderas coming out of the fucking blue with no wins or no nominations nowhere else for Pain and Glory. Johnson Fi Price out of the fucking blue for no re- with no nominations for the two popes. Joaquin Phoenix Joker, who's pretty much the lock in this category because he's won every other goddamn Best Actor award. Right. Uh, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Uh-huh. And Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. I'm playing it safe. I'm sticking with Joaquin because I love Leonardo DiCaprio in one fun time in Hollywood, but he wasn't worth it, but he wasn't the heart of the movie to me. Yeah, understood. And and I would also agree with you. This will be Joaquin's uh uh award, no question. Um I do want to say a couple things about the best actor. And and uh you're you're right there with me. Okay? Antonio Banderas, we love you. Pedro Almodovar, we love you. Uh but fuck that particular uh, uh, thing, a nomination. Jonathan Price, I love Jonathan Price. I'll be rooting for Jonathan Price. He has no chance to win, you know. So there, I love Jonathan Price. But Jonathan where Price the fuck? Another one of those guys where I can put in. If his best work didn't win, why the fuck should he win for this one? Yeah, exactly. You know, but but you he, can understand why I love him. It's called Brazil, okay, uh, and everything else. And. Fun. And? And? Go ahead. Munchausen. Oh, yeah, of course. Munchausen, won, don't forget uh, the, his, his work with, um, his work with, uh, um, uh, uh, again, with, with Terry Gillum in uh, Man of La Mancha, which I've not seen. 
Yeah. But yeah. The man who uh, the man who shot the man who killed or that shot Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Killed. Who killed not Don Quixote. But okay. but Okay, so where the fuck is Eddie Murphy? Yeah, where the fuck is Eddie motherfucking Murphy? We want to, I okay. mean, he was so perfect as Rudy Ray Moore. Seriously. Big snob. Big fucking snob. Okay? Another one. And uh, uh, it only has one nomination in all this, but where the fuck is Willem Dafoe for the lighthouse? Seriously. He should have got it for and best picture. And why is the lighthouse up for best picture? What the fuck? It's a genre I film. Of the year. Oh, we've talked about comic... Let me finish. Yeah. Unless you're a comic book movie about someone who's a very popular comic character who's already won an Oscar for another portrayal of him, you don't have much of a shot for getting a genre film. No, it, it, it's a shame because anyone who saw The Lighthouse, even if you didn't like The Lighthouse, and I know a number it's a divisive film, but you can't tell me that Willem Dafoe doesn't fucking deserve a nomination or or Patterson for that matter for, for best supporting. So just got to say. Or the goal that. for best goal. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah, tell me about it. That's the goal, who's an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best actress. Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. There's your black nomination. Scarlett Johansson, yep. Marriage Story. Eh. Sauris Ronan, Little Women. Charlize Theron, Bombshell. Renee Zellweger, Judy. There's not enough gay I'm white no- men not voting for Renee Zellweger to win. Well, I, I'll tell you right now, I don't have a horse in the race. But I'm telling you right now, I don't want Sal Wigger to win. From what I understand, and you talk about the gay vote, uh, it's all over a couple of, of um, groups that I'm in, you know, that she did not do a good job. It's This is a, this is a Hollywood blowjob nomination. That's exactly what it is. Um, hey, my so best picture win is a Hollywood blowjob nomination. Well, that that's what it is as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, it is. But it's not about the movie-making industry. It's about Hollywood, period, L.A. in 69. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, I don't want her to win Best Actress because I think she did a better work. Well, we'll get into that later. And mm-hmm. if I was going to pick, it probably would be... Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, because I heard that she does a hell of a job as Harriet Tubman. Well, I think where it's going to go, if I'm going to put any money on it, I think it's going to go to Scarlett Johansson or Swarese Ronan. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah, but Scarlett Johansson does better work. And we'll get, like I said, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that. And that's what I understand, too, actually. Best supporting actor, Tom Hanks in a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. 
movie about Mr. Rogers that makes Mr. Rogers a supporting character. Yeah, really. Fuck you, movie. Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins is the two popes. Yeah. Hannibal Popter. <laughs> I like Al that. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, the Irishman. To me, they cancel each other out. Okay. If you understand what I'm saying. I know exactly what you mean. And... For Best Supporting Actor, it's going to be uh, Gary Kent. It's going to be uh, Hal Needham. It's going to be John Bud Cardos. It's going to be every fucking badass stuntman that I love from the 70s and 80s. And that's In other words, it's going to be Brad Pitt. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, for that reason of row. In a row, I'm going to be rooting for Bat- Brad, but I think the dark horse here is Pesci. Yeah. I think the dark horse is really Pesci. Because oh, Pesci. this might be one of the good, things where, yeah. well, well, he, I hear he's really good, but the other thing, too, is he's been really good in a number of things. He came back to do this. He'd been uh, 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 on hiatus for a number of years. And so Pesci, I think this is the same role. He got tired of playing the same role that he was playing in Goodfellas and uh, Casino. So, 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 I think this is this could very well be his reward for coming back. And I think yeah. I I I think that Pesci has a really good shot at this. But I think it's between Pesci and, and Pitt. Yeah, but don't you agree that Brad Pitt carried the way? Oh, hell yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. Don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. Not at all. And best actress, Catherine Bates and Richard Jewell. We love you, Catherine Bates, but... No. Not this movie. Laura Dern and Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Academy Awards for not nominator for Rambling Rose. Fuck you, Academy Awards, for not nominated for Wild at Heart. Fuck yeah, you, yeah, no shit. Academy Awards for not nominated for any of her really great fucking roles. Fuck you for mm-hmm. not nominating her for Blue Velvet. That double act yeah. for that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Florence. <laughs> Whatever her last name is, because I can't pronounce it. Pew. Florence Pew. You fart. <laughs> no, it was you. Pew. Stop doing that. <laughs> Margaret Robbie. Bombshell. Which is bullshit, because you know what role she should have got nominated for. Which one? Remind me. Once upon a time in Hollywood, fucking Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yes, never mind. If you look at Sharon yes. Tate. Did you know, if you look at the actual Sharon Tate that's in the movie, in the Wrecking Crew footage, and then look at Margaret Robbie in that Margaret. movie, do you see really any difference between the real one no. and Robbie's performance? No. No. She's perfect. She's too perfect. That's why she didn't win. Get nominated. Mm-hmm. Plus, she didn't have enough speaking roles. 
Who the fuck goes to a two-hour and 40-minute movies and counts lines? I don't know. They're starting to do that now, and it's pissing me off. It's scary. Mm-hmm. You want to count so the actual I, lines that Sissy Spacek said in fucking Badlands? Oh, oh well, if you count the, 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 the voiceover, she said a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but do you want to count the man in the lines if you don't count voice overs that the main no. lead actor in the nope. fucking thin red line says? That's about not that fucking no. many. No. <laughs> so I, I just want to make a point that you've actually missed somebody in the supporting actress, and I think you want to get oh, back no, to her. Oh, no, I left that one. We talked, just talked about that. Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. Why did she not get nominated for lead for this instead of bullshit marriage story? I don't understand. Well, you know what? I do hear marriage story is really good. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. I hear white folks. Well, again, you're not a Noah Baumbach fan. I tend to like him. I, I'm sorry. I'm a white boy guy. But, but, you're so uh. White. You're so white, homeboy, that I heard they cut you once and you bled white. <laughs> no, I, I actually bled yellow for cheese, but that's beside the point. Uh, but I I hear that she's wonderful, and it's a movie I really want to see. So I, I, I hear that Scarlett Johansson is wonderful. If I wanted a dark horse in this, it would be Laura Dern, just because she deserves a fucking award for everything you said. So there. And now we're moving on to best adapted screenplay. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, and the Two Popes. And Joker. No, because that's I don't know what, adapted from what, but it's Joker. Yeah, what the fuck is it adapted from? It's not adapted for fucking shit. It's, the, it's an original fucking story. Mm-hmm. But it's taken from I the guess they're, they're saying it's adapted from the DC comics in some way. Has yeah. To be. Then let's fucking take the King of Kings script, which was nominated for Best Original Script, and put in Best Adapted because it was adapted from the fucking Bible. Let's take <laughs> Ben Hur. No, Ben Hur was, was from Lou Wallace. You know. Lou Wallace wrote that. Yes. But out of those, if I was going to pick best adapted of the ones I've seen, it would probably be, well, probably would be Joker, because the script is that good on it. Well, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, and I think Joker will win. But I think you've got two, you've got one real dark horse here, and I think that's Little Women. I think this could be the one... Where Little Women wins an award. Okay? Oh, the Throw the Bone Award? Yeah, the Throw the Bone Award, exactly. And generally, that's what screenplay... That's what screenplay uh, uh, ones are. It's throwing a bone. Yeah. Best original screenplay, Knives Out. Buried Story. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Parasite. This one we shouldn't even debate I, over because 
The nah, Golden this is Spoon Hollywood. Has won every fucking award. The Screenwriters Guild Award. The Golden Globe Awards. It even won Joey's Toilet in the Backyard Awards for Best Script. Mm-hmm. And that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's not because I'm a fan of the movie. It's just that... When well, I agree. Like Brad Pitt and Joaquin Phoenix. When you win 99.99% of the awards for everywhere else, unless a fucking miracle of God happens... <laughs> This is true. You know. But they like to say, surprises happen at the Oscars. Bullshit. Now, this is going to be Hollywood. Best original screenplay is going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I agree. Yeah. Best animated feature. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. I lost my body in San Francisco. <laughs> Klaus, which is pretty fucking good. I actually watched it over the Christmas holidays. I'm surprised I oh, got cool. nominated, but it's pretty fucking good. All right. It had J.K. Simmons as Santa Claus, and thus said. Oh, that's wonderful. I have to see that. Yeah. Missing Link. In Toy Story 4, this is another one, like I said, with best original screenplay, uh, best uh, actor, best supporting actor. Uh, Missing Link is pretty much locked up and won every animated feature award so far. And, and, and may I just say it's Nick Park, who who I just adore. I How love Nick's work. When he's dead. He's dead. Well, let me put it this way. It's his studio. Yeah. Even if he's dead, it's still his studio. So, missing link. I agree. But, yeah. Missing link is what everyone else, and I've heard enough but good things. I want to see it, damn it. International feature film. And I'm going to get into two weird ones because Honeyland, North Macedonia, and Parasite, South Korea, pretty much one got two nominations for it, each of them. One for Best right. Picture and one for, well, we'll get into the other one. And the other one is Corpus Christi, Poland. What the hell are they talking about Corpus Christi, Texas, and Poland? Nah, you you don't know your your uh, Catholic ho- uh, Catholic uh, liturgical holidays. The Feast of Corpus <laughs> Christi. Corpus Christi's in Texas, man. I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corpus Christi is all over Europe before it was in Texas, asshole. Get your fucking Rand McNally out, motherfucker. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Honeyland, North Macedonia. Les Miserables. Is it the musical? No, no, no. Oh, it's not. Good. Um, France. No. And it's not based on Victor Hugo either. Interesting. Oh, it's just about a bunch of miserable motherfuckers. 
No, no. It, I saw the trailer for it today. Um, uh, looks very interesting. It's about how France uh, is having difficulty with uh, race relations and things like that, and 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 the ghettos and such. And it sort of echoes a lot of the the same themes that Les Miserables does to Victor Hugo. So yeah. Pain and glory, Spain. Parasite, and I South also, Korea. I also saw the trailer for Pain and Glory today, which is Pedro Almodara film, and that's in the same theater where I went to today to see a film. And uh, uh, it's Gaze. Almodovar, and it's Antonio Banderas. You know, normal stuff. Didn't do much for me. To me, this is Parasite's one to win or lose. Oh, this is Parasite all the fucking way. No question. It's not going to win Best Picture, but it's going to win Best International Feature Film. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Best Documentary, American Factory, The Cave, The Age of Democracy, Forsama, Honeyland. This is the first year I, I have not seen, and I've seen quite a few documentaries thanks to Netflix and Amazon Prime. I have not seen fucking one of these assholes that are on this list. Neither have I. Where's the Gary Kent documentary, goddammit? Where's that beautiful six-hour documentary on Henry Lucas and how the Texas Rangers are a bunch of scumbags that Netflix did? I don't know. Where is it? I don't know. There's a whole shitload of great documentaries that came out that's not on this list. Mm-hmm. We said before, we'll say it again. Incestuous. Yep, we've said it before. Yeah. I just got the- two words for you. I got two words. And that, that uh, absolutely sums up what we think of the documentary. And that's Hoop Dreams. Yeah. When Hoop Dreams doesn't fucking win, and not even nominated for that year, Okay, I don't have any respect for for the documentary uh, group at the Oscars. I just now, don't. Now, here's Carl, how he read it off to me. Best Cinematography, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. <laughs> the Lighthouse. And The Lighthouse. <laughs> exactly. Me, I'm like, once upon a time, I'm like, shut the fuck up, The Lighthouse. Okay, Carl. <laughs> Which you have not seen yet. Okay? But it's magnificent. Oh, I've seen enough notice it's a gorgeous fucking film shot in silver retention style in the same way that they shot the silent movies. And in the same Mm -hmm. aspect ratio. Exactly. And it's got an asshole pole, so we'll win. This here is the one that I think that they're going to give the Bone Award to on uh, best on um, to women that's best costume design because the Irishman, yay, they did proper fifties and sixties outfits. Jojo Rabbit, yay, they did proper Nazi costumes. Joker, yay, they did proper late seventies, early nineteen eighties costumes. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yay, they did proper blah, blah, blah. Little Women, yay, they did proper Victorian costumes. Mm -hmm. There's nothing flashy as in, whoa. True. To me, the gold standard in costume design of the winners is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Absolutely. But in this one, I think this will be Little Women. I just have this feeling. Yeah, because women teach their costume things. Film editing, mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. I don't really have a, a, a horse in this one, but I kind of feel Me that's going to be Joker. Yeah, Joker. Makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, 1917. They'll probably give it to Judy. I say bombshell because it's got a bunch of women with uh, early not early OO's hair mullet, female hair mullet. Yeah, but we're talking Judy Garland. You know, you know that 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 that's uh, orgasm time for for Oscar people. I'm saying it's yeah. going to be Judy. Original score, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Well, you already know my pony in this because I voted it one of the top five uh, soundtracks of last year. Okay, and that would be Joker. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a horse in this one. But I will say this. If John Williams wins for Star Wars, please shoot me. It's He's his won last enough Star Wars to... film. That would be the reason he'll get it. More, yeah, more than likely. Now Just I gotta say to something. Era, I, I've been very quiet. I've... Okay, I've been very quiet. I haven't said anything about this, but I went to see a movie today, and I went, uh, I, I went to see uh, a Hidden Life, and I gotta tell you something. The score to that was absolutely fucking gorgeous. Another score. That was not even mentioned or nominated is the lighthouse. The score to lighthouse is fantastic. Okay, uh, um, I mean there's there's a number of them I saw this year. Um, another one, even though even though most of it is 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 not original songs, is fucking Dolomite. The score is great for that too. Where are those movies? You know why I think they should have. What? Best adapted score from prior oh, material. I agree. And you know which ones? I, I mean, that would cover three of mine. I would put Dolomite is my name. Uh, Once Rocket Upon Man. a Time in Hollywood. The Irishman. Joker. Rocket Man. Oh, God, yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah. Which is great. And and actually now... Okay, go ahead. Finish up. I'm sorry. Of the Elton John songs and taking them and making them mean something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Remember, there was so the same controversy pre- when Tommy didn't get a nod either. Right, exactly. Exactly. But we get to original song, and I just noticed there's a song from Rocket Man up for original song. Yeah, so I, I know who I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for that one. I can't let you throw yourself away, Toy Story 4. I'm standing with you. Breakthrough. Into the unknown, frozen to stand up, Harriet. Sit down, Harriet. Be Rocket Man. <laughs> Production yeah, design. I'll be rooting for Irishman Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Jojo Rabbit. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. And I wouldn't be... Actually, none of those would I have any problem with, even 1917. Yeah. Would not have a problem. Sound editing. This is the only one I give Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Because they always do a great job with the sound editing and noises and stuff. And now you oh, got Portrait of Ferrari, Le Mans 66, Joker 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars. Sound mixing. Da, 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 da. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I'll give it to that one. No, the other ones being Ad Astra, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, and 1917. Visual effects. I don't. I, I could give a shit about either of them as long as the Irishmen don't win, because they did a shitty job with the facial fucking de aging stuff. And as long as the line Did you see that there's a motherfucker on YouTube with Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Absolutely. Tools that did a better fucking de aging job than the movie. <laughs> yeah. They should hire this guy. Yeah, like, as far as visual effects, you know, the other thing is please don't let the Lion King win. I don't care who else wins there. But not the not the Irishman and not the Lion King. That's all I ask. Documentary short subject in the absence learning to write, learning to skateboard out of walls. Oh, there go. <laughs> Fuck you. That's how it's written out. <laughs> Am I joking, Carl? No. Life overtakes me. What? St. Louis Superman. Walk, run, cha-cha. Walk, run, cha-cha. Walk, run. I'm rooting for that. That's for the title. Yeah, I like that title. Guess who won? Walk, run, cha-cha. Walk, run, cha-cha. Walk, run, cha-cha. Best short film animated. Kitball. Oh, fuck yes. Period. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. Warning, it and will cry make your cry fucking big. eyes out. But it's beautiful. Oh my god. I I I I absolutely just bawled when I first saw that. It's a Wonderful. love story between uh uh fighting pit bull and a kitten. <laughs> yep. It's, it's beautiful. Matter of fact, I want that as a goddamn pop, goddamn it. 
Oh, oh, hell yes. With the, with the, I want them both. Well, I would want the one with the pit bull standing there and the kitten on its head. Exactly, exactly. That's the one to have. <laughs> yeah. Do it, fucking Funko. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Short agreed. film, live action, Brotherhood. Nefka Gootball Club. What the fuck is the Gootball? I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm rooting for titles. I want that title to win. I want the Nefka Gootball, Gootball Club, Club. That sounds like some Nefka German guy saying, "That was a good ball. I miss it." <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor's widow, aka who did Carl fuck last night? <laughs> no, it's the neighbor's window, not window. Oh. I didn't fuck a window. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Saria, I'm sorry, man. That's okay, sister. you're sorry. And this is another eh, year. Just don't know. There's no way to dance about it. It's another uh, year. Like I said, some of the subs like uh, Carl's one he's seen today. I'm amazed that didn't get any, any award nomination on the circuit, period. Well, well, the thing is, uh, uh, okay, so this is called A Hidden Life. It's a Terrence Malick film. And if you know Terrence Malick at all, you know that the film is friggin' gorgeous. You know that the cinematography is absolutely top-notch. Why this isn't up for cinematography, I'll never friggin' know. Um, and, and, and I loved it. And, and, and just so people – hold on, Steve. Hold on. Hold on. Just so people know, uh, this jumped up to number two of my favorite films of, of 2019. I mean, I really, really liked it. Uh, and, and to see that not get any awards nominations is crazy. Fucking crazy. Okay, go and ahead. I wasn't just talking to Oscars, Carl. I'm talking just do, 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 across the board, period. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the things you just said. I don't get it. And of course, like I said, uh, Eddie Murphy is uh, Rudy Ray Moore. Bullshit. Just bullshit, motherfucker. Bullshit. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig, too. Let's not forget that. She should be up for Best Director. There's no fucking way she shouldn't be. Period. Yeah, you get nominated for Best Picture, you should be nominated for Best Director. Or else it's just saying there's no way in hell this film's going to win. Right. I checked it. It's two, Carl. It was Crash. And uh, the deer hunter, because Chimino didn't win Best Director. Right. Which makes no sense. How can you have Best Picture and not have Best Director? It happens all the time. Especially now that there's 10 nominees for Best Picture. Which I think they should go back to that. That was a bad idea from the get-go. Yeah. 
Remember they wanted best popular picture. Remember they were trying to push that through for this year? Yeah, most best popular picture. Yeah. Oh, give me a fucking break. Oh, and, and just so everyone knows, there will not be a, a host again for the Oscars this year. No host. Good. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of awards, did you watch the Golden Globes, the Ricky Javaris uh, monologue? Gervais, yes, I did. Holy fucking shit. There's only one line that you heard the rest that you forgot. What? Heron Mirren eating her own pussy. <laughs> no, no, it was Judy Dench. It was Cats. Judy Dench. Yeah. Oh, why didn't Cats get nominated for anything? <laughs> Best. Worst movie of the year. Best worst movie. That's what they oh. should have. I wouldn't call it the best worst movie. The best worst movie probably would be The Fanatic, just because it's got John Travolta's opening line is, can't talk, got to poop. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this is, but still, this is going to be a dozen. They're going to say, we're going to try to reverse the Oscar Ratings lost last year. I don't think so. This is another safe, predictable Oscar year. Agreed. We didn't even have to fucking debate about what we think is going to win or anything. It was like, yeah, we know what's going to win. Ba 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 ba. Yeah. Well, I did. I did give my dark horses. I did come up with some dark horses. Yeah, but even your dark horses is pretty goddamn pale. Yeah, that's true. True. The only surprises to me is the two Pope's nominations for actor and supporting actor and Antonio Banderas. Otherwise, everything was predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There's only one award that you're trying to get started again that I think belongs there more than anything, and that's Best Stunt Man. Oh, fuck yes. Agreed. Agreed. Stunt Men are in popular movies. Terrence Malick's never used a stunt man in his movie. I disagree. You haven't seen this one. Or the thin red line. Yeah, really. I can't think of a director who hasn't used the stunt man. Exactly. But still, stunt men deserve their Oscar. Best. It's become that to that point where we needed a best uh, compiled soundtrack award. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. I agree. Like, can you imagine if they tried to make inherent vice and not use songs Found from music that fucking era? era? Well, what? look at look at every friggin' Quentin Tarantino movie. 
the, the his soundtracks are fucking awesome. Period. Same with Wes Anderson. You know? I mean, yeah. Let's talk about my favorite from Wes Anderson, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. The way that he uses that Van Morrison song at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Or uh, the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they used a couple of old Sicilian wedding songs in it. The entire soundtrack got disqualified. Mm-hmm. And honestly, can you think of a more iconic soundtrack score from the 70s than The Godfather? Now, remember this. You also had the original music from that, too. Yeah, but because of those two songs, the original music score was disqualified. Yep, I know. Bullshit. I know. Or High Noon without, do not forsake me, oh my darling. Or Stir Crazy without Streets of Laredo. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and there's a lot of that. I mean, you can also go to something I saw today or 2001 and all the classical music that's used, right? Yeah. And and how that's used in, in, in films. And why isn't that, you know, acknowledges how you put all this together? Because that takes a lot of work. Can you imagine... This going from this year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, without the 1969 AM songs playing on the radios. Oh, yeah. Or Boogie Nights without the music from 79 to 80s that they used. Yeah, or or that, that wonderful uh, scene in Reservoir Dogs where Michael Madsen cuts off the, the ear of the cop and does that to Steeler's Wheel. Yeah. Or the scene in A Hateful Eight where uh, Michael Madsen kills the black guy to uh, David Hess's and now you're all alone. Yep. We have gotten past the point where taking other previously used songs and putting it into the soundtrack is becoming an art form in itself. I agree. It always was. It's an art context. I mean, look at the first one that really, really hit. Look at look at the um, uh, um, um, come on the Peter Fonda and uh, the Peter Fonda and, and Jack Nichols Easy Rider. And, um, Easy Rider. Look at Easy Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Or McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yo, yeah, with all, with all, with all the Leonard Cohen stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. that was already out. Or yeah, that Matt. was already out. Yeah. How can you expect to have someone set a movie in the fifties and not have fifties music in it? Yeah, really. 
Absolutely. Or Gotti without the theme from Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, no, that's a big fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you got me. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Heck, even didn't even Badlands uses previously. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Days of Heaven. Mhm. What I saw today uses uses previous music too. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jojo Rabbit. It, the opening credit scene uses the German version of I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles that they recorded. Right. And it has the German version of Heroes by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Talking about that and talking about David Bowie, Steve Sisu and all the, the, the uh, uh, versions that Sue George did of, uh, of David Bowie. Songs. Yeah, the Portuguese versions. I don't like the movie, yeah, the, but or, that or, should have been up for best score, best oh, adapted that's a fucking score. Movie. If we can have I best agree. adapted screenplay, why can't we have best adapted score? I agree. I agree. Or the Doctor Five films without somewhere over the rainbow. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, yeah, it's getting to be nine. Let's call this a night right here. But before we go, let's get into the first guy we talked to just a teeny bit. Renee Dottler was a cult filmmaker's cult filmmaker. And it's really weird that he only did two genre films. Cause no, he did three. At, what's the third? He did. I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to a second. Keep going with the first two that you know, okay? And I'll, I'll be there in a uh, second. Habitat. Which I love, by the way. I fucking love that film. movie. And his greatest genre film, which is Massacre at Central High. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't have the cult it deserves because, for some goddamn reason, five DVD companies have tried to put this fucking thing out. And all of them had just said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, he, okay, so there's... Work, co- go ahead. Okay. So there's a couple things. One one thing is he did... Uh, um, a video of Super Tramp, Brother, Where Are You Bound? Yeah. Then, uh, okay, so that's one thing he did. He did a couple other films that, that I'm not, I'd am i love to track down that I don't know. One is Population One from 1986. Okay, and um, I don't know much about this, but it's got, got good uh, uh, score. And that, but the one that really we should fi- try to find and maybe do do as a watch if it's on uh, 
is hysteria. Are you familiar with hysteria? No. Well, let me put it this way. Patrick McGowan's last film he ever did. Nice. And Amanda Plummer is in it. Okay, and basically the inmates of an insane asylum are subjected to experiments using collective consciousness and surgically implanted chips in an attempt to create perfect citizens. Now, does that sound pretty cool? Yeah. Yep, and Patrick McGowan, of course, as the uh, as as the mad scientist. But I'll tell you what, the I I love Massacre. I love Massacre uh, at Central High. But the, the, for me, of the ones that I've seen, including a couple of his um, um, his uh, documentaries, Habitat. Find Habitat and watch Habitat. It's fucking awesome. And let me tell you something. If you ever had a thing for the Bork Queen in uh, um, Star Trek, uh, you'll you'll be uh, verified on this with Habitat because Alice Creech is one of the stars and she's hot as balls in this. Okay? I just got to say that. The reason he don't like right. Master Central High as much is because if he admitted how much really good it is, he'd have to admit, admit that the piece of shit film in the 80s that completely steals every bit of its heart and soul from Master and Central High is nothing but a stolen piece of shit, which it is. Which movie are you talking about? You know, Heather's. The film that steals any good idea it has for Massacre at Central High. I'm not saying it wasn't influenced, but I think it's fucking hysterical. It's as influenced (laughs) as if you fucking got up a guitar and started a Frank Zappa cover band. Which they do, by the way. Uh, No, I'm talking about you. If you did that. (laughs) You would just be playing his songs. This is another fucking semi-talented filmmaker playing the same song that someone else sung, but got away with it because the film that he stole from is not well known. Mm-hmm. Stole. But 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 I'll tell you definitely. Uh, uh, it's a shame, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Renee Delder. So so definitely you you want to check out his. His uh, uh, films. He only had eleven director credits, and yeah. several of them were documentaries. So, yeah, most of his work is on musical documentaries on bands and right. stuff like that. Mhm. But what really sets out Massacre at Central High is you go into it thinking it's going to be another teen movie, and what do you get? You get one of the most fucked up political allegories there ever was. Oh, yeah. Seriously. And that's the reason why more people actually honestly love Heather's. Heather's is a comedy first and foremost. And it is. After Central High is a very strict political allegory. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. And, and, And this is where the real difference is. You know, you know. I mean, you always say that it's it's stolen, but it's adapted. I, I, uh, because they really did a different take in Heather's, a much stolen. more satirical and, and 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 funny take on it. Whereas Massacre is dead fucking serious. 
It is dead fucking. I dirty. would give it slack, but when Heather first come out, the director and writer said they hadn't even seen or known of Massacre in Central High. If Tarantino can get called out for Reservoir Dogs, then he can get called out for fucking Heather. Oh, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing with you. Not by a long shot. But both of them are two different mirror images on the both of them. Mm-hmm. And don't think that Heather's would have been as dark as Massacre at Central High. The studio just wouldn't let him. No. No. But okay. yeah, it's on YouTube, but I wish that it would come out legit. I would buy that motherfucker in a heartbeat. I have been sitting here with money just waiting for it to come out. I want to give one of you companies my money. Please. Yeah, really. Seriously. But because no, he's yeah. only really known for one film, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell he's going to fucking be mentioned. And Julie Strain is one of the B-movie goddesses of the 80s. Oh, absolutely. And he's one of Carl's favorites because unlike Linnea Quigley or Michelle Bauer... Beaky Stevens. Julie Strain was definitely one, definitely the queen of get down and lick my boots, you dog type. Oh, 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 without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And oh, yeah. she was the star and subject of the second heavy metal film, which wasn't that fucking good. Unfortunately. But she was good in it. Yeah. It's just that the script was just basically a rip-off of Tarna, but she's done some great work. Look it up. You'll find some great shit. Oh, yeah. Especially if you Planet are... of the Erotic uh, Ghosts. Thirteen Erotic Ghosts. Yeah. Forbidden Lust. Oh, yeah. The Bear Wench Project 2. Scared Topless. <laughs> She did a lot of those last few months. I wish... She's one of those that I wish fucking George Miller was able to cast her in a goddamn Mad Max movie. She would have been fucking perfect. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree. By the way, I I have to say something, okay? About Julie Strain. I do... I'm... She, she was just someone you really, really liked, and you know, I mean, she just didn't care that she was in, 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 in exploitation. She just had a, a blast, and and I guess my favorite would be, you know, she was in a couple of the sorceress films, which I really liked. Oh God, uh, yeah, but she yeah, was great with fucking Conan movies. Oh yeah, and Night Visions too is a great little film. Night Visions is a great little film. Yeah, I'm um, totally sad. Let's go down to an Irish pub and fucking drink to them. You know what no, sorry, one? can't do that either. 
Why? Because, unfortunately, i, I got to get to it here. I just uh, uh, posted it um, in my thing. But there's a bar called McSorley's in um, in um, New York City, and it's very, very famous. I used to work at Carl Fisher on Cooper Square, and right across the way was McSorley's. Um, and so my boss used to go there for lunch and basically come back completely stoned. Um, and and uh, I would have to go there sometimes and pick him up. But um, so I got to meet this guy, and I, I got it coming up here. I can't remember his name offhand until I get it. Uh, but it's Matty Mayer, Matty Mayer. And he owned his, the place since 1977. He passed away yesterday. Uh, and and such such a shame. Uh, McSorley's is a uh, a real um, landmark here, uh, particularly in the East Village. And yeah, um, said it was about 150 years old. Yeah, uh, more than that. It's like 170 years old. And, and the other thing too is they had they had a particular uh, ale that they had, uh, which was just to die for, uh, and, and just amazing stuff. And he came here uh, uh, in 1964, started working at McSorley's, and bought the place in 1977. So he's been a fixture at that place since 1964. Think about that for a second. Yeah, and he that and his is, family has run that place. He's the third generation to run it in 150 freaking years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was um, uh, 1851, 1854 is when that opened up, McSorley's. Yeah. 1854. And with really that, well, the Oscars is coming, and we'll see. I promise you, later this week, possibly early next week, that the Sleepstead episode one will come up. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to work that out. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be doing oh, that. Oh, and also, if you're a friend of Jeannie Silver's, go to her Facebook page because. Her and her daughter Irene's uh, boxer needs surgery, and they need a little bit of financial help. Do it for the doggy. Absolutely, and and do do it for for Jeannie. We love Jeannie. Oh, do it for the doggy. Okay, do it for the doggy then. Yeah, he's a beautiful. She's a sweetie. The yep, dog that is. She is. And Jeannie. You're Without not a doubt. One of the nicest, nicest women you'll ever meet, damn it. Mm-hmm. I and agree. That, good night. Fare you well. We'll see you uh, on post-Oscar night. We'll be able to bitch about what won, what didn't win. If Tarantino don't win, Carl Blythe, calm down, Steve. Take some more pros Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good exactly. night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, good Steve. Night. You're welcome.
No, I tell a lot. Sometimes he says, take off your donkey. 